to Live, Behind the Veil, an atmosphere where men and women of God speak His Word to this age and bring His Kingdom to this earth. Do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what God is doing in this hour? Let us join our host and the family's conversation as the Holy Spirit is unfolding the Word Behind the Veil. Well, podcasters, today the family's discussion all surrounds what God's spiritual family looks like and how we can grow into our full potential in His family. I don't want to be a mechanic. I don't, I don't want to be a painter. I want to do something different. In the family, the fa- you might call it family at large, but still a family with relationships, there is a person there in your family who can meet that need. Mm-hmm. And because you're family, you can trust one another. You, you can say, this, guy, this kid's going to learn from a guy who really knows what he's talking about. You know, I had a vision several years ago, and I wished I had the means of, of um, making it happen. I saw you buy this property, and then you start developing. And the way you develop it is you bring in young people, and then you teach them, here's how to take care of these trees. Here's how to mow the grass correctly. You want a basketball court? What's the regulations on a basketball court? Let's look at that. Let's find it. Let's find the materials. Okay, let's find somebody who can teach us how to build a basketball court. You know, you know what? This would be really kind of cool to keep on record. Have somebody videotape it. Have somebody announcing and talking. And you, eventually, what I'm getting at is eventually, you introduce young people into every aspect of life that there is. Every aspect, auto mechanic, electrical, plumbing, different facets of construction, of course. And then also you get into security, everything, and you expose them to everything. And then they have a means of choosing what they like, what they enjoy doing. And that gives them, see, what I was taught is that we should know when we're in the 10th grade, what our life pattern is to be. Between knowing what we like to do and being led by the Holy Spirit, if you teach people knowing how to listen to the voice of the Lord when they were young, Samuel was, what, four years old? You teach them how to listen to the voice of the Lord and the Holy Spirit's direction, along with, hey, I like doing this thing, you know? In the combination, you just built success for everybody. Nobody's left out. You find something that everybody enjoys to do. Well, that's kind of what we're believing for is a whole new foundation of learning uh, rather than having a one style of learning, which I think by now most people realize that's antiquated. This is the way you learn. You have to learn by books. You have to learn by study. And a lot of people have been labeled as stupid just because their learning style was Mm -hmm. not that way. That their learning style was maybe like mine, where I need to have hands-on, I have to try things, and I learn as I try and either succeed or fail. But if you put a book in front of me, pretty much all of it 
will pass over my head, even if, I mean, I have to study hard to retain very little. Whereas if I get into something with my hands and I'm doing it, I retain a lot. Yeah. The basic principles of teaching are to share your ideas, to practice your ideas, to do your ideas, to talk about your ideas. And the taking out of doing, the taking out of sharing, the taking out of questioning, I don't, I don't understand it. No. Because it's just, it's not the way you teach. Because in a relationship, you can't do that. You can't read it <laughs> and expect <laughs> to become it. The exact uh, example that works so well is reading a book on how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> Unless you learn balance by practicing, you are not going to know how to ride that bike. I'm sorry. Maybe one out of 50 people, maybe. You have to have a good teacher who knows how to give not only the learning, the book learning, if you will, but also the practical experiences right. of why it works. There is so much more in the family, just as opposed to those that are direct blood relationship. And that's what God's doing. And that's what's so exciting about the kingdom. <laughs> because the kingdom of God is coming forth now. And man alive, to be, be a seven-year-old or 12-year-old or 15 or 20, there's so many tremendous things available for everybody mm -hmm. in the family that God's creating now. God is bringing forth a spiritual family. And when you say that, people have thoughts in their brain that it's just this mystical relationship that we're talking about. But it's not that. It is part of that, but it's also all these other things, these other aspects, what I'm going to be, who am I going to marry, who am I going to relate to, all that has to do with encompasses the spiritual family. So now you have, instead of having one father and mother, you may have 10 fathers and mothers that are helping you, that are guiding you, that you can go to and trust because you have a relationship with them and they have a relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So now you've got all these people that can counsel you, minister to you, the Holy Spirit and the direction of God in your life. And that doesn't mean church. It can be, I'm going to, I want to be a scientist. I want to be a politician. I want to be whatever. We want to create or explain by the Holy Spirit the vision of the spiritual family that God's bringing forth because I don't think, I think it's so misunderstood out there because of religion, mm -hmm. because of church and quote church family, which is not the same as the kingdom of God and his family. It's just not the same. Right. And all that false starts have created people to have walls, misconceptions, mm -hmm. wrong paradigms. And hopefully the Holy Spirit's going to help us convey a vision of what is the true spiritual family? What is it to be in the family of God and have 
brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, grandfathers and grandmothers that are spirit-filled, that have your best wishes in their heart. They're praying for you. They're loving you. They've got no ulterior motives. They're just wanting the best for you and God mm-hmm. in your life, whatever that means. And not putting anything on you about, well, this is what you need to be, or that's what you need to be, or this is the way you need to think. No, it's a freedom in the Holy Spirit to become, which is more than we can imagine. I think we're breaking misconceptions on families, and I want to see that really take a hold in the earth today. I'd like to see the real relationships that really start with the relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit and Christ. That's really where the relationships blossom, you know, because the fruit of the spirits, you know, simple things, you know, love, (laughs) kindness, patience, you know, all the, you know, the fruits of the spirits in Galatians. And so that is what we need in our families today, the division and the comparisons. I believe we talked about comparisons at another time. All these things are divisions, factions. They're separating people from each other. And and I want to break that cycle and create a new cycle that says family is a great thing to have. Creator or assassinator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do I relate to other people's relationships? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely right. If, you, if, you've had, if you've done any counseling at all, one of the biggest problems you run into is getting people started on the right foot and t- dealing with the immaturity of the rest of the body. Right. Yes. A large part of it, let's say. One of the issues, like with singles— is that when people as a rule see a boy and a girl go out on a date, man, their wedding is already set. They've already got three kids coming and you know what I mean? And the spirit that bombards those kids, whatever age, it doesn't matter if you're 40 years old and you're single and you're dating, you know, they, they put a thing on people and that, that should be the furthest thing from people's, you know, the yentl, remember the, the matchmakers, the yenta, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't you know? You don't unless you want to do it that way. <laughs> you know, you don't really want that. You want to be able to go to a movie and find out if that's going to be a friend or not. If they're going to be a best friend, or that's what you want to create is a friendship first, right? And you need to have the freedom to be able to do that. Whereas if you have a big group of people, like in a church setting. And people start seeing you guys hanging around together, they mess you up. It's really sad. It's the truth. The thing with no knights in shining armor, that's just the truth. But girls dream about their wedding day for decades, you know, and what their thoughts are. And and they start creating this unrealistic person that they think they want to marry, you know. And I know lots of single women I've been talking to, and they can't shake it. They can't, they can't get it out of their system because there's a perfect guy out there somewhere, but they're 50 and they're not married because they're waiting for that Mr. Perfect. <laughs> and he ain't going to show up. 
That's very true, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) I know as a woman, I know that's very true, that even from a young age, you start creating who you're going to marry. You start leaving for everything to fall in line. I know I bought my wedding dress 10 years before I got married. You bet. You bet. And there was a thing of, there's a thing of faith, mm-hmm. believing for someone, but there's also a thing of, I'm doing it because I feel like I need to, that I've got to try and get somebody or fall in love with somebody. Or if I go out with someone, this could be the one, this could be the one, you know? Yeah, that's how you start perceiving. And instead of creating a relationship, you're just looking for that Cupid thing. You're looking for a, a marriage and... I'm going to be happy because I just got married. That's that false start. Young and old, it doesn't matter what age, and it doesn't matter the relationship either. It could be a woman looking for a man, a man looking for a woman. It could be a guy looking for another friend. It could be a gal looking for another girlfriend, you know, whatever. It it doesn't matter, but it's good to know some of the basis of what creates a long-lasting relationship rather than that instant gratification thing. You know, it also is something, too, that we brought from our past is we don't know what we want. True. We don't know what we want. We don't know what we're looking for. We don't know what's really in our hearts. We don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. We're just becoming. And if you can just be friends and acknowledge that, you know, you don't know who you are and stuff. Then things can start to, you can start to develop a relationship of just talking to each other Mm -hmm. and relating. That's why the foundation has to be by the Holy Spirit. Right. Because without the Holy Spirit as a foundation, I think all human relationships are starting on the wrong foundation. Because where are you starting? If you don't have the Holy Spirit guiding you, and you're wholly trusting in the leading of the Holy Spirit, then you're trusting in your past, you're trusting in what your mother told you, you're trusting what your friends tell you, you're trusting what you see on the media, you're getting your stuff from somewhere. Yep. And if it's not from the Holy Spirit, I think you're already set up to fail. That's true. And, you know, if failure doesn't necessarily mean a breakup, It just means you don't communicate anymore. You just live with each other. You exist with each other. And it's not really a great time. You're not having a wonderful time in your life anymore. You know, it could be a host of things. And so it has to have that foundation. One of the things you're saying, Alan, and I think everybody's talking about goes back to the foundation of the family. And since, you know, when our country, our culture changed from being a uh, agricultural culture into a city culture and we saw the destruction of the family that all had a tremendous effect on relationships of the future to where who teaches to ride a bicycle your father right who teaches you how to cook your mother yeah. who where is the real education at at home from aunts and uncle, uncles, the very purpose of grandparents is to teach their grandchildren, 
you can treat your grandchildren better than you treated your kids. Correct. It's kind of like you get a second chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone, today we are seeing the Holy Spirit breaking misconceptions and wrong paradigms of what family is and beginning to give us a new vision of what God is creating in His family. Experiencing the impartation of God's Word through His family is life. Has this time in His presence blessed you? Then please subscribe to our podcast at livebehindtheveil.com. If you would like to contact the family with questions or topics that you would like discussed, you can email them to livingepistles at livebehindtheveil.com. Stay connected, tuned in, and grow with the family as the Lord unveils His Word to us live behind the veil.